Welcome to the show. My name is Adrian, and I will be your host for this third installment of our Heroes of Electroval miniseries, where we are building up some hype and introducing the characters, the players and the characters who will be exploring this campaign as part of the party and the cast. Uh, if you enjoy this episode, be sure to subscribe to our channel and to like this video if you are watching this on YouTube. Uh, we are a new project, we need the help, we appreciate the help, and we appreciate you uh, tagging along. Uh, so yeah, I guess to jump right into it, uh, I, today I will be working with my, uh, my compatriot, Ben. Would you like to introduce yourself and who you will be playing for this campaign? What if I wouldn't like to? I mean, I would. Well, in that case, <laughs> uh, we're going to have to go ahead and uh, grab the recording here. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. It, it's, it's, it's good. It's good. Uh, but yeah, do you like to, should I say? Would you like to introduce yourself? I would like to. Oh, that's I'm awesome. Ben. Oh, yeah. Okay. Cool. I, I love, I love this start, by the way. I love this start, by the way. Um, keeping it in. Sorry to everyone out there. I know we look super unprofessional, but we, uh, I, I hope that uh, we make up for that in our camaraderie. Mm -hmm. Ben, yeah, go ahead. I'm Ben. I'll be playing Hugo Brassley, the uh, washed-up celebrity who's having a bit of troubles and no longer is the celebrity he once used to be. And I'm looking forward to that. It's going to be fun being a diva. So you describe uh, Hugo, Hugo Brassleaf, as a washed-up celebrity. Compared to the uh, other players that I've uh, interviewed so far in preparation for, in the character creation process and in preparation for our campaign, Hugo was born in, and raised in Electoval. He's not from the Wasteland or the Swampland or any of the Skyrims. Hugo is himself. A he, city boy. He, he's a city boy. He's uh, raised in, you know, influenced by the culture here. So I guess um, I'm, I'm curious about his story. Uh, would you like to kind of start from the beginning? What are his origins? Well, I mean, anything before fame doesn't really matter, does it? He was born in just one of the, the back, the back of near, that's a word back neighborhoods where nothing really really goes on but he had uh, big aspirations to be one of the big stars you know one of the ones who gets to travel high society and go to all the parties and so the only way that he could really do that was music and you know he practiced he wasn't wasn't a particularly talented but he still he still loved the loved being able to play and then he one day was you know looking for something to treat himself and he came across this little shop. And he's like, oh, I've never seen this shop before. What's it called? Ooh. It's, uh, you know the name. I believe you're, you're referring to Treasures of Genesis. A little oddity shop <laughs> that is a little cryptic in its operations, but never ceases to uh, be the source of some strange tale told in a tavern. Mm -hmm. And in this case, that strange tale is me. Well, this Hugo, but um, he decided to wander in and in a pile of junk, absolute riff 
Mishmash Riff stuff, yeah. he found a little trumpet that reminded him of the first one that he played, or the first instrument that he played too. And he bartered for it a little bit, got it down to about like 15 gold, mm -hmm. and he bought it from him. But when he sounded the call, well, when he played it, he sounded the call into the beyond and summoned a genie. Exactly. Yeah, and if the, like a fire genie that was trapped, bound within the instrument that you had uh, haggled for, emerged itself and introduced yeah. itself to you. And I was its master. Mm -hmm. And I had three main things I wanted. I wanted talent, I wanted wealth, and I wanted fame. And, and that's you, exactly how I could get get it. And you, and you got it, right? Too much work. And you, and you got it for a time, right? Mm -hmm. I had it. I was the big star. I was the big hit. You were Hugo, I the Hugo Brassleaf, live in concert. I played it in many places. Played at all the clubs around Electrical, including those high society ones. Played, toured even out outside of them, jazz play, with jazz bands galore. And for a time, I got to host, well, be, be the sole player of and kind of the owner-ish of my own club, Brimstone. You, you got, like, you got a, uh, a licensing deal. Yep. <laughs> and I got to be the hit star. But unfortunately, Hugo has come on some bad times since then, and we recently had to let go of our hired help and replace him with two, uh, two constructs. So you, you describe a little bit about Hugo's origins being that of a passion for music, particularly uh, jazz. Um, I feel like this is a part where I want to address you in the audience that uh, Electroval in its world is a society that cares a lot for music. Um, definitely like jazz and folk play a very strong element there, but that's not the only sort of music that's become popular as of late, definitely using uh, technology to create electronic sounds has bred an entirely new genre and style of music, and I believe that's kind of contributed towards, uh, you know, your, your lack of popularity with some of the younger generation. Um, though admittedly, there are definitely, there are probably some who definitely appreciate the uh, more traditional styles of music. Uh, going off of that, you you have a relate. I guess I kind of wanted to mention you you, you describe yourself as a musical individual. Um, you're not playing a bard though. You're playing a. Would you like to like the race in the class that you will be playing? We're using D and D fifth edition rule set. Yeah, I am a halfling. Well, Hugo is a halfling. I'm a normal person, um, but I'm playing as a warlock because of that. I mean, I guess it's a record deal. The um, the the greedy that I released um, kind of you know imbued me with the power of it and all that jazz. And so I'm not playing a bard. I don't know why. Did you want to play a bard? Was, was that part of your was that part of your thought process when uh, coming up with your character you wanted to play? Like, was music Wait. a strong element, or that sort of charismatic personality something that you knew from the beginning you wanted to play, or did you kind of stumble across that? 
the creating Hugo was a bit of a mishmash, and I did, I did, I wasn't thinking of like bard and music. I was thinking more of just the like diva celebrity, um, and like char charismatic character. But I'm I'm already playing a bard in another campaign, and I thought I might like to give this a try. And doing this was a fun way to still have like the music and be a part of the world as a musician, but just not a bard because now I'm a warlock. And so Hugo, just so Hugo's had some help early on, uh, but lately has uh, slowly been losing some of that. And you're kind of having to manage yourself at this point. Uh, what's the name of your uh, manager, too, that uh, you have? Jaren. Jaren, yeah, yeah. You have uh, Jaren, your Earth Ganassi uh, manager, who's kind of been feeling the same financial difficulties that you have uh, managed to book you a gig at the Crocodile's Ballgown, a sort of ancestral historic concert hall. Um, not usually the type of place that you would play. How, how do you, you feel about performing there? I mean, it's a little out of my element, as in like, it's not usually the style I play. So it'll be a little weird it'll be a little like i don't know i won't i won't be bringing the full the full power of hugo to that because it's just not my style but i need money hugo needs money well and so i can definitely say some advantages that come from that when you're offered this gig um you said it was remind me of your manager's name one more time jaren jaren it was jaren who uh approached you and said that this is a really good gig um mostly it's a lot of uh low-cost ticket ears coming in here, but also uh, there will be some box seats and there will be some uh, influential people. So, you know, not to put a lot of pressure on the issue, but there's a lot of pressure on this issue. Like, you got to give it your best. This might be the last chance you have to remain any, you know, retain any sort of, uh, you know, societal standing, any sort of, uh, you know, popularity before you're playing night-to-night uh, -night gigs at uh, local bars for the rest of your life. Yeah, that is not the life that I set out and asked that you for. And kind of going on with that a little bit too, you had your help early on, you've kind of got some help now, but that's waning. Through the magical circumstances, the, the crossing of fate that is known as the beginning of a D&D campaign, you're going to be interacting with other individual strangers that your character has never met or interacted with before in a sort of party environment what sort of role do you see yourself filling and i mean that both as in sort of mechanically where do you see yourself standing but also role play wise how do you see yourself uh you know fitting into that dynamic um well obviously being known i can definitely have some ethos there whenever we need to talk to anybody and being a charisma-based person, I can absolutely be, you know, the typical party face. Um, but as for like group dynamics stuff, um, I'm not gonna be the one who wants to get my hands dirty. Like I'm gonna do as much as I can without doing anything or without touching anything because I'm gonna be exploring, probably gonna be exploring places that I don't wanna touch. And yeah, yeah. 
you described. Uh, yeah. Hugo is a playing a genie warlock. Do you see yourself as a? Do you see that more as like a warlock that gives you a lot of like utility options, or do you see yourself as more of like the person who puts out like damage and? I or, mean, do, or do you not entirely know yet? Is that something that you kind of want to explore with your spell list and abilities? That is something like right now current spell list is pretty utility um and there's a lot of yeah because i do have silent image um prestidigitation the best cantrip ever yeah so and that's probably and that was largely largely chosen backstory wise as like ooh effect like I'm playing and I get these magical effects around me because I'm the awesomest and so right now it's largely utility but I can still put out some damage um and I honestly don't know where I want to take that in the future because like this is a journey and this is a development of the character so so you describe yourself see. as you know wanting to be the party face the person who leads them in social interactions and navigates uh for them um Many of the other party members don't, uh, never had the status that you've had, and you, you know, clearly care a lot about retaining that. How, how, how do you, how do you think your character would feel, you know, interacting or, you know, maybe having to interact and, and work with individuals like that? Do you maybe even, uh, you know, sympathize with them a bit because you, you've come from a sort of struggling beginning? There would definitely be a little bit of sympathy. Because um, cause I did, like, come from being boring, being <laughs> nobody. and But there is going to be a little bit of clash with, that's not somebody who I, I, I was going to ask. Again. I was going to ask uh, how, how you viewed them, but I think you just answered that question right there. Or, yeah. or at least how Hugo answered it. <laughs> yeah. Um, the, the nobody is not somebody I want to that Hugo wants to be again. You, so you, you want to interact be... with somebody. You're getting kind of tired of nobody. A little bit. Okay. Yeah. So Hugo um, definitely has a lot of vanity, a lot of self-image that he he's working through and working with. Correct? Yep. I guess then, uh, kind of leading on a little bit, how, how do you maybe hope that he might develop during the course of this adventure? You know, naturally, you guys are uh, all going to be at the same ballroom for different reasons, kind of. Some are going to see a show, some are playing the show, some people are... Uh, one person isn't exactly going for the show, but is going to be there. Um, how do you imagine uh, that sort of expectation, that view of life that Hugo has to change? Or do you, do you expect it to change? I should begin by asking. I don't know yet. I don't really know yet. I mean, there's a couple of different ways to take it. One could be, you know, getting getting Hugo back to that status of being, being the most famous, the one that everybody wants to talk to. Or there's also the wholesome option of, like learning to be okay with it not being my time anymore and supporting other like supporting the up-and-coming um, musicians to take my place and just learning to be somebody who's not the center of attention all the time 
and yeah, and and, and with that, like I, you know, I'm 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 DMing this. I, I worked with all you guys to kind of, you know, describe the world as I envisioned it, and took your input on ideas that you had to kind of build the world to uh, cater to the ideas you had for your characters. But the actual character creation, I left largely to to individuals like yourself, and. I can see that you've come up with a very interesting conflict that uh, you haven't quite resolved yet. Uh, I'm asking you, Ben, do you enjoy this conflict? Is this, this something that you yes. feel like you need to have to make, you know, D&D or tabletop role-playing good? Yeah, it's good to, like, I don't know. I'm still relatively new to D&D and new enough that I haven't actually been able to experience any sort of character's natural development before. So it's going to be a little weird and I'm not necessarily I don't like know what I'm doing in terms of making a character develop over time. Um, but I think it's still important like it gets to be like oh yeah kind of sad that it, this character is no longer the same character that I made before and loved that way but like it's cool to see a creation like change and develop and become an entirely new thing and i think that it's important that you brought up there that none of us are experienced uh dnd podcasters this is the first time we've run a project like this we played in you know quite a few personal games with people we we care a lot about the sort of ttrpg environment but we're all going into this as you know fresh minds so those of you in the audience i do apologize if you know we i we may not know all of the rules and the rulings. I'll do my best to uh, arbitrate it um, as fairly as I can uh, assemble it. All of us are good friends, so if uh, you ever catch me doing something cruel and uh, unforgiving to any of their characters, um, uh, I know it seems presumptuous that I'm saying this for them, but we are good friends. We talk about dialogue like this all the time, and uh, I can guarantee that I would not put their character through anything that uh, they would not be comfortable with. Going back to uh, Hugo. Of course. Mm. So he, we, we've talked about his past, we've talked about his potential future. I guess what I'm wondering a little bit is, does he have any sort of connection with family anymore does he does he have any sort of does he have any sort of romantic element to his life at all like you know describe this how you with and if you don't feel like you need to like define it if you haven't defined that or don't want to define it but like does hugo have a uh you know was hugo known to be a a person with a lot of relationships when he was high or was he known to just be very business-like and doing everything he can to advance his status like were there genu how, genuine people in his life ever i mean there were definitely people i'm not sure how genuine they were because this was the most superficial of lives literally just go trying to be at like you want to be the very best that no one ever was be the very best that yeah. no one ever was um but also just like ex like just experiencing the high society party life like i don't know there's a certain point where you can't like there's a certain 
genuineness that you can't necessarily get from that. So there's not... So that's going to be a new experience as well for Hugo. Yeah. Potentially like, meeting individuals who, you know, who, who don't adore him because they love his music, who don't, you know, uh, act, you know, act kind to him, hoping for some sort of advancement or, or record deal. Um, I guess the final thing I kind of want to touch on uh, before we lead off is Hugo's patron. You haven't heard from them in a while, have you? Yeah, that's part of the problem here. That's part of why I'm uh, losing, to, uh, to put it in Austin Powers' words, losing my mojo. A great man. Yeah. Yeah. Great man. Uh, Hugo's losing his mojo, um, both in terms of, like, there's younger, younger blood, younger, fresh talent that's coming in, and my own, Hugo's own talents are, like, fading a little bit because this patron is mysteriously gone you know i go to call him up i sound the call and there's uh no you can actually like you can actually like go inside your your trumpet right that's an ability you have that's the that's the vessel so it's like a little like lounge space that you can just kind of chill in (laughs) and right my own mini brimstone club yeah to to remember days past yeah yeah. Um, so that's something to explore because that is freaking Hugo out that this this thing that was he doesn't quite understand really right it, like you've heard stories it was like a of prominent part stuff. of his life and it was the reason that he could have this like hold on to the life that he always wanted and has and now it's suddenly like slipping away from like the realistic like like external world factors and the gene is just gone. Not just picking like, up the phone, like, you just ghosting your calls. That? How, yeah, how am I, how is he supposed to deal with that? How is he supposed to, what's he supposed to do? What is the thing you are most excited about for Electrofall? Mm. I don't know. Honestly, probably just learning more about the world because, like, you, you can give me all the descriptions you want, but, like, at the end of the day, it's it's not, there's no words, no description that you can give that'll actually describe perfectly, like, how it'll feel to be in that world. And I'm excited to, like, learn and, fit, like, see all the, the world mechanics that you've made. Because the, the concepts, like, they all sound cool, but the play, like, experiencing them sounds like a lot of fun. And I'm, I'm excited to do that. Awesome. Um, do you have any questions for me? Any sort of things you want to mention live on camera or live on a uh, podcast? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what questions. I don't know what I need to know. Yet. You, you don't want to know anything. You, you want to go in there blind and, and, and figure it out as you, you plunge in, right? Yeah. That's, it's kind of fun that way. I mean... I don't know. I guess one question is how closely should I be paying attention to detail in terms of future thi- like, so what, things that your, you're going to throw in there? What's that your are passive reference- perception? Your character's passive perception? Uh, it's all right. I, I, I know them all. I know them all. 11. I know them all. Yeah, yeah don't worry. You'll, 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 uh, I'll, I'll let you know if you need to know anything. All right. Anyway. Um, I think that's about all the time we have. Thank you, Ben, uh, for taking a moment. Thank you, Hugo, for uh, taking a moment as well. 
to uh, enjoy and to, uh, to, to chat about your uh, expectations and, and uh, introduction to everyone out there listening to the world and the part of the world that you will be contributing to it. Um, I want to thank all of you again. Uh, be sure, as I said at the beginning, to uh, like, subscribe if you're listening to this on a podcast network. Five stars will totally help. Uh, we appreciate your patience with some of our shenanigans. Yeah. And I look forward to doing our uh, last and final, uh, same thing, I guess, uh, installation of our Heroes of Electroval series. Uh, where I will be bringing in Ariel, our fourth player, in as well. Uh, be sure to keep an eye out for updates, share with friends, and goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>